Welcome to this edition of Community Matters Podcast, where we discuss issues important to managing and governing condos, cooperatives, and homeowner associations. My name is Tony Campisi, Executive Director of Community Associations Institute's Pennsylvania and Delaware Valley Chapter. Community associations, like other businesses and organizations, are slowly starting to reopen facilities and amenities now that stay-at-home orders have been lifted in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. But how do associations reopen their gyms and fitness centers and operate them safely while coronavirus continues to be a threat? We'll talk about this question and ways communities can provide this amenity while protecting residents in today's episode of Community Matters podcast with my guest, Kim Hamilton, Business Development Manager for Advantage Sport and Fitness. Kim, thank you for joining me today for this timely and important topic. And please tell our listeners a little bit about Advantage Sport and Fitness. Sure. So thank you so much, Tony, for having me. I'm, I'm very excited to be able to share information with the community. Um, we are a company that actually started in 1987. Uh, we actually started our warehouse, if you will, uh, in our founding owner's basement. We offer a full selection of premium fitness equipment from some of the best brands in the industry. And as we've grown over the years, our client offerings have moved beyond the role of fitness equipment. And we have become a full service partner that our clients can trust to additionally design, install, maintain, and support their fitness spaces. Great. Thank you for that, Kim. Before we start, I'd like to take a moment to recognize the sponsor of this podcast, SurfPro, highly trained restoration specialists that are local to be able to best serve your needs if you find yourself faced with an emergency. Find out more at www.surfproupperbucks.com. So, Kim, how might community fitness centers need to adapt to meet new safety standards in light of COVID-19? Throughout this um, podcast, we'll kind of highlight some things in detail more so, but I mean, social distancing is going to be key just to start. So just ensuring that you're allowing six plus feet as a temporary safety precaution in between exercisers. Using signage to direct your traffic flow, um, whether that's only one in and only one out. And then also just considering what your maximum occupancy limits are going to be. And we can talk about there's different ways to do that, um, but you're obviously not going to be able to go at full capacity right now. What about floor plans? What are some practical ways that gyms and fitness centers can adjust their floor plan to account for social distancing? Sure. So we've seen, uh, you know, we're getting very creative. So we've seen lots of different properties take on different approaches. Um, increasing space between your equipment is probably number one. Um, and then create room by consolidating accessories and storage. So you may not be able to have all of your equipment on the floor. And we've seen other properties even identify different spaces and converting those into fitness areas for the time being so that they're able to take some of their equipment and put it into another room so that more people can utilize the space. And then just limit some stations available for use temporarily. So if you're not able to move treadmills um, into one room and keep some here, you just might have to shut down one in between the other. Have you seen any fitness centers that have moved some of their equipment outdoors, given that we're in warm weather? Obviously, this is a short-term solution, but is that something you've seen at all? 
not permanently. Um, it would be more so if they were going to offer classes and being able to like, if they do have someone that comes to visit the property to offer a class as such. Um, obviously not all equipment is meant to be outdoors. So yes and no, it just depends on what your property has available for that kind of space. So if there is an outdoor overhang, you know, where you're not going to have your equipment out in the rain, um, you might be able to do that. Sure. Um, how are you seeing other communities and multifamily properties control occupancy in the fitness center? Again, uh, probably starting with just even creating a reservation system. And this can come in many forms, right? It could be something so general as just a sign-up sheet that's on the outside of your door. Or if you're controlling the fobs um, of when people can go in and out, and that goes into that they're adjusting the hours of operation. Um, so for some facilities, they may have been 24 seven and they're not doing that as much now. Um, they're controlling maybe like a, you know, like a nine to five scenario, ensuring that they can have people come in and clean in between. And then again, they're adapting those spaces and creating some single station workout zones, depending on the space that they might have. Let me ask you about that, that last point. What are some different ways that properties are creating these single station workout zones, as you call them? Yeah, so there's technology is always key. So if you do have something that's like a virtual um, studio bike, or if you have like a virtual screen that you can put in a separate room with some of the equipment, you can do that and create a single station that you could then have a sign up on that side of the door. Um, or they're taking, let's say if you have two benches and maybe putting one bench into another area with some of the pieces of their, um, dumbbell sets in that area and kind of creating like a mini little exercise room. So you can have multiple people at different stations without ever being near each other. So cleaning is, is top of everyone's mind these days. Um, For sure. Yeah. What are some hygiene and cleaning solutions that you are seeing fitness centers implement as they go through this reopening process? So many people are investing into electrostatic sprayers. Um, they sell their own solutions and tablets that go with that specific sprayer. And we have different companies that we don't necessarily provide, but that we have had a lot of our clients use and have seen success with. And then many people are hiring out third parties um, to kind of clean in between, unless you have like some rotating kind of scenario that um, you could have someone come in the morning or someone come in the afternoon. Are you seeing uh, uh, temp checks as people come in, anything like that? I mean, we're, we're assuming that people are, who are not healthy yeah. are not gonna attend the fitness center, at least hopefully. Um, is that something that you would recommend, temperature checks? Yeah, I mean, that is something that we do provide, and we have um, we have had many people requesting those temperature checks. Um, there, anything that you can provide also your community with an extra sort of level of comfort that you're taking that extra step. Um, we've seen that be just kind of that ease of mind that you're doing that. And, yeah, so we have a product that actually will – um, it'll recognize the face and it'll take just a surface temperature and you just don't even, nothing touches. You just basically go in and put your face right up to the screen and it can be a kiosk on the outside of the door and it'll say temperature normal. And then that person would be able to go inside. So yes, we have been seeing that quite a bit. 
So uh, communication is critical at any time, but particularly in the midst of a crisis like we're all living through right now. Um, how can a community association clearly communicate new policies that they may have adopted, standards that they've implemented uh, to their residents so their residents have a comfort level with, with what's going on with, with their fitness center or their gym? Yeah, and for everyone and for every property, it's different. I always kind of start with, there's no one size fits all here as far as your communication. You're always going to know your community better than we do. Um, as far as if you have a Facebook page, if you're emailing more, um, signage is definitely going to be key. I think the, the main topic here right now is that um, even if you're barely communicating anything at all and just saying that we're working on something, I think that puts a community at a level of ease that you're taking the extra steps. So communicating frequently in the midst of uncertain situations is really key. Um, the goal is always to minimize fear and anxiety by preemptively answering any questions your residents may have, and then also clearly outlining what your hygiene expectations are going to be and those kind of communications. So when someone comes in, maybe they will have to wipe down the equipment with wipes as well as wipe it down afterwards and take those measures. Um, I don't think there's too much communication that can happen now. I think it's better to com be communicating pretty frequently. Uh, community centers, or, or I should say community clubhouses with all of their amenities, including the fitness centers and the pools, et cetera, they are you know, the center of many communities where homeowners gather, they meet each other, they work out together, they go to the pool together. Um, and that's clearly lost uh, mm. in this situation. You know, you can only do so much engagement via Zoom. I think people are Zoomed out a bit. <laughs> For sure. Um, definitely. What, what are some ways that, uh, that, what are some ways to increase resident engagement in the fitness center during and beyond COVID? I think, you know, implementing technology, yes, we are Zoomed out. But if you did like pick up one app um, and like kind of created some sort of um, universal challenge for everyone to be either doing sign-in challenge, which you can actually track back of house of who's signing in, um, that might be a way to start engaging. You know, there's an app like the Escape Fitness app that, that has workouts that you could take the dumbbells outside of your facility and set them up in that kind of outdoor situation that we were talking about, socially distance people and be able to work out together. I mean, outdoor workout meetups are definitely something to maximize on right now, whether it's setting up a community walk um, at 7 a.m. in the morning, um, being able to wear masks or socially distance. And then also is now a time where you could bring in potentially someone from the outside in your local community that's running classes outdoors and bring it to your community and just utilize some of the equipment that you already have. Let's um, talk about the future for a second. Um, I read an article a couple of weeks ago on how the Spanish flu 100 years ago led to changes in the design of, of homes, of bathrooms and, and sanitation facilities. Um, and we may see the same thing again now with coronavirus. So how important is adaptability in planning fitness space designs and equipment additions, whether we're in the midst of a global pandemic or once we're past this pandemic? Yeah, absolutely. I think some of those single station options are going to be key. 
So maybe instead of offering a full five through 50 set of dumbbells and one bench, maybe you have a mid range of dumbbells and two benches and creating those single stations. I think we're gonna see that overall in the industry and in more um, community clubhouses, as well as potentially you know, some larger multifamily properties as well. Um, freestanding functional frames, functional uh, fitness in general is not going anywhere in our industry. But I think the adaptability in that is having a frame that doesn't bolt into the ground and you could move it potentially into these adjacent spaces that we're talking about. Self-motorized cardio machines as well. So think um, like a self-motorized treadmill, um, an air bike or a rower, things that are also kind of, you know, are traditional pieces that have kind of found their way again, but there's no plugins. So you can really put them into any room that you would ever want. Um, and then flooring as well, portable flooring. I know that sometimes in clubhouses, you know, when they were pre-designed, there's a lot of carpeting. Um, and there is a way to have a, like a more hygienic scenario of where you're having either flooring that can be removed and you can clean up the entire space or you're putting in like a rubber style flooring where it's not going to catch a lot of hair and dust. So those are some steps that you can start to think about um, as you're designing for the future of your clubhouse. This is all great information, Kim. Do you have any final quick COVID tips for our listeners? Yeah, I mean, check out your layout. That's probably number one. Change your layout, it probably needs to right now. Um, definitely create that spacing and think about opening up a community room that you might not be using right now that you could put some pieces in there. Um, get one of your local influencers to hold a, an outdoor class. I think that's an immediate way to start to engage um, your community. And you could even just, you know, start with those walk signups to um, get yourself going. Coordinate an equipment sign-up process. You could contemplate that. That's happened a lot at even some major clubs um, and major gyms. They've actually developed like a rent-out or a sign-out that you can do for equipment for people to take it into their homes. And then just work on your reopening plan and stick to it and make sure that you're cl clearly communicating all of the time. Um, and I think that's going to put your residents at ease and making sure that you're thinking of them first. This has been great information, Kim. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of our podcast. We hope this information will be helpful to our community association managers and homeowners as you make critical decisions about reopening and maintaining your gyms and fitness centers during the coronavirus era. If you'd like more information on services provided by Advantage Sport and Fitness, please visit them online at www.advantagefitness.com. I'd like to also recognize our sponsor one more time, SurfPro of Upper Bucks. You can find their website at www.surfproupperbucks.com. For more resources and best practices on managing and governing your condominium, cooperative, or homeowners association, please contact CAI or visit our website at www.cai-padelval.org. Thank you for listening.